0: The following program contains scenes and language of a frank and explicit nature. Discretion is advised. Welcome, everybody, to episode 83 of Rare Form Radio with the lovely, talented, multi episode Funny Helen Hong and you know she's funny because it is in her name. If you look on all of her socials, at funny Helen Hong, so you know it's not bullshit. I mean, it's it's basically her, her birth name.
1: It's like the bane of my existence. People think that I consciously chose funny Helen Hong on all the socials, but it's because my name is so common that all of the handles are taken. Like, at Helen Hong is taken on all the socials. I didn't even get it on Gmail. Oh. Um, because I don't know if you know this, Dan, but Helen Hong is like the Jennifer Smith of Korean names. There'd really? be like there'd be an army of bitches out here, out there with Helen Hong, and like maybe they're cashing my checks. I don't know. I gotta find these bitches and kill them.
0: Are you on that? Um, what the hell is that new app? Uh, Clubhouse. Do you get a Clubhouse spot yet? Oh, you know what? I have an invite. I'm you, gonna have to get. You should scoop up Helen, Helen Hong, Hong quick. Yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, Um, you're right. Or you might have to go to, like... Have you ever thought of, like, since you're into comedy, um, at funny Helen DeGeneres? At what? At funny Helen DeGeneres. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's a a dumb idea. Um,
1: I should have gone with, like, Helen Hong, ha-ha, or something. But I was so, like... I, you know, you, I sign up for these things. Like I signed up for Twitter and I didn't even really know what Twitter was. You know what I mean? Like you don't even know what these things are going to be and like how important they're going to be to your life. And so you just go, I don't know, Helen Hong's taken, I'll be the funny Helen Hong. And now years later, I'm like, God damn, that was like the worst mistake of my life because I would, I genuinely ha- would have so many more followers if I had had
0: all my social handles. It's a People can't
1: find me. People can't find me.
0: Right. Yeah, I I know that uh, I was a little bit late to the game for Instagram and Twitter. And I tried to grab at Dan Cleary and it was taken. So I, you know, you do at Dan Cleary 79. And uh, and then the motherfucker, both motherfuckers that have at Dan Cleary (gasps) just never post, completely inactive. That's the worst. Give me your fucking account. Can I
1: tell you the worst thing? I, years ago, I reached out to at Helen Hong on Twitter because she, I know she was getting my tweets because one time she actually tweeted, if you're looking for the comedian, this ain't her tweet. Oh. Like very shady, right? Uh So, and I knew people were tweeting at her all the time thinking she was me. I DM'd her and I said, hey, very nice. I was like, hey, you know, I'm a public figure. It would really help me out to have my handle. Can I buy it off of you? Mm -hmm. We can come to an arrangement, like negotiate a price guess what this bitch did? She blocked my ass. Oh, no. she didn't even respond. Like, I offered this bitch cash money. And she didn't even respond. She blocked
0: my ass.
1: And she never tweets.
0: That's the worst. She
1: never tweets. Like, she's not even on Twitter. And she blocked my ass and then took off.
0: That's some bullshit. And I am
1: like... I'm on a vendetta against this bitch because I'll, I asked her so nicely. I was like, whatever, you know, we can come to an arrangement with the price. Can you believe
0: it? No, but I'll tell you what, if if you're willing to pay, if you're interested in Dan Cleary 79, I can probably work something <laughs> out with you if you want to take it. And I five dot, five bucks. No, come on. But since you're like a long time bro, I'll Three give bucks. you a deal. I'll give you a deal. Three bucks. Cool. <laughs>
1: Um, um, I might burp. I might be burping into the mic because uh, this is how great my life is right now, Dan. I am drinking a non-alcoholic beer.
0: Oh no, are you pregnant now too? No, okay. but I
1: live with a pregnant person, and this is just my life now. Is we we buy look zero <laughs> alcohol? What is you, this bullshit? Listen,
0: you you don't want to give the kid fetal alcohol syndrome by proxy. You don't want to <laughs> get like a. I don't hand. want
1: the kid to realize what a raging alcoholic I am, and so I'm trying to like not yet. But so I'm like not yet. I mean, I maybe you know by the kids by the time the kid's five, I'm just gonna be like be, I'm gonna teach two. the kid to bring me a beer from the fridge. Like it's gonna course. be the first thing I teach him as as soon as he learns how to like grasp things and walk.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be
1: like bring bring Auntie Helen a, a beer stat, and he's gonna be like okay.
0: Nothing wrong with that. I hope <laughs> nothing wrong with I that. <laughs> no, this is a this, this is a very uh, burp friendly podcast. Um, I do it all the time, f- and some of the I feel very burpy. It. Oh good, please. No, I feel very burpy because I, I
1: I just had dinner and I'm having this stupid non-alcoholic beer, so I might just yeah. Bit, bit.
0: That that's fine. Um, I'm a little off today too. So I, I yesterday was the Super Bowl, and I uh, I actually went to a friend's house who had like <gasps> a. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before what? you get all before you get all worked up, because I, oh. I, I I agree with you. I I would want to get worked up too. So this friend of mine, we he had like. Six Six, seven people over, but he spent a shitload of money and had someone there doing COVID tests. So no. Yeah. So before you you, got
1: rapid tested at your friend's house? Yes. Stop it.
0: Yes. So it was a small group. And before you step foot, and we watched outside too. So not like we were inside somewhere, but before you like come around anybody, you get a test, and it was all (gasps) close friends. And it was like, I gotta tell you. Let's see, there you go. It was um (laughs) Damn, that was a good one. It was uh, it was so beautiful, and um, it's the first time in a year that I've kind of felt somewhat normal, and like, oh
1: wow,
0: it was really really nice. Um, if, if if anyone out there is listening, please don't push your luck. Don't go have a social hangout, it is, but
1: um, you know, Amy and I um, actually had our first restaurant meal. Okay. Because in LA, the outdoor seating has opened back up and we were at the farmer's market in Culver city and the Culver city has there like downtown Culver city has all these like outdoor restaurants. And so we were like walking back from the farmer's market and there was like this nice restaurant that had, um, it was the perfect, like they, it was, the, the scenario was perfect. It was an outdoor patio. They had spaced out all the tables very widely there there were tables that they weren't seating because they were too close in between two other tables so they were we trusted the restaurant because they were taking it very like the fact that they like just took three tables out of the rotation entirely um was nice and then we went we sat outside i had a cocktail like with alcohol in it amy drove home i have a designated driver constantly because <laughs> she's prego and uh-huh. i was like you're driving bitch perfect uh-huh. And it was like I was like, I feel like a normal human being. Like this is A, so weird. And B so nice.
0: Yeah. It was it was uh it was amazing. It had been, like I said, almost a year. I think the last big social thing I did was the Super Bowl uh last year. So oh wow. It, it was it was nice. It was uh it was emotional, like it was <clears throat> sad because I can't do it all the time, but it was nice to have a piece of what it used to be like Normalcy, and it made yeah. me it made me so uh feel so look forward so much to the future when everyone's kind of good to go again. So everyone mm. wear your masks, do your part, get the fucking vaccine. You too, Helen. And, uh, let's, yeah. let's, well
1: I'm still waiting to see about your baby arm, the baby arm sticking out of your neck. How's it, how, what's the status on that? We're
0: doing good. It might be getting smaller. I think it might be going the right direction. Your baby arm is shrinking. Yes.
1: By the way, can I just tell the listeners what you look like right now? Not you don't you don't look like you have a baby arm. What you do look like is a like you look like a rocking Mr. Rogers. Oh. Because I
0: like that a lot. Dan is
1: wearing like an, a dad like sweater, like a, with a zip front like a zip front dad very daddish. I mean,
0: I'd call it a hoodie, but yeah, it's a hoodie.
1: <laughs> and then he's wearing a newsboy cap. And are you also wearing a scarf,
0: Dan? No, it's a it's a bandana. It's my uh, bandeau. Um, I wear it every show. It's um just a little bandana around the neck. And
1: then you just and then you've got like this nice beard that's got some salt and pepper in it. And I so shaved. you look like yep. So like if you if it wasn't for your tats and your ear holes, you would look <laughs> like a dad, like a like like an uncle or a dad. But then you see all the tats and you're like, oh okay, that's a that's a cool dad. That's a very yep. hipster dad.
0: I'll take yeah. it. I mean, like they say, <laughs> every rocker has their soft side, and here's my soft side tonight. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so last night was great. Are you a sports person at all? No. In fact,
1: I, I there was a New Yorker cartoon that I saw that said, like, oh, honey, it's that time of year where we have to be vaguely aware that the Super Bowl is happening. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's me.
0: You fucking people. Like,
1: just vaguely aware, had no idea who was playing. Okay. Um, I did know... That Tom Brady was in it, and I—I I know you're. This is gonna get in your craw because you're a Bostonite. Uh, I hate Tom Brady. I hate him. He sucks.
0: Do tell. Um, Wait, why? So I why? Was, I
1: was I was rooting for the other team. Why do you hate Tom Brady? Um, he's he just he's like the Patriots were the, the, the evil empire for the longest time, and they just threw around a lot of money. He cheats cheat they cheated. Don't they got fucking caught don't cheating. start. Don't do that. Don't
0: I don't do know. That. Don't you dare. I just don't besmirch <laughs> the man on my show. Don't you dare. <laughs> I won't have it. I know
1: this is going to be a sore subject.
0: That's okay. Yeah. So anyway, all right, we can you change can tune, the subject. You can tune out for minute. I don't even. The greatest of all time, Tom Brady, won his seventh Super Bowl. Which, if you understand sports at all, he's been in. Ten Super Bowls and he's won seven. That is absolutely insane. He he himself has won more Super Bowls than any other team in football history has in their entire history. I mean, it's the 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 accomplishment itself that is, is mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. So today is crazy. today I uh, I followed. And I'm up not
1: saying he's not fuckable. I mean, I will say he's a he's a fuck, he's a very fuckable man. He's got the oh. chin chin butt. Yep. Chin butt
0: hot. Yeah, I would. Um, you
1: would Dan, Dan wants to live in the chin butt.
0: Oh my God! If, if he wants I, to live in Tom Brady's chin butt. I would just nuzzle up in it and just live there, <laughs> and pop my head out and kiss his lips every couple hours, then go back into the butt chin. And just. I mean,
1: live. he's 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 a good-looking man. He's married to a supermodel. Uh, you know he he must be. You know he must have talent for to have won all those Super Bowls. Um, I don't know. But you just I don't, don't care. You just no, don't care. I don't care. I think he's a shit. I'm sorry. Okay,
0: okay that's fine. We'll yeah. move on to uh, what happened today. So uh, there was a moment today where I forgot for a minute that we were doing this tonight. And um, I took mushrooms today. <gasps> so are, you,
1: of, are you tripping right now?
0: I don't think so. <laughs> I think I'm all right. But I took them in the afternoon and like 12 minutes later, I was like, Oh, my God. <laughs> I have to what record. time,
1: how long ago did you take them? How many hours has it been?
0: Well, right now it's nine, almost 930. I think I took them at like two or three. And so
1: you probably are still tripping a little bit.
0: I definitely feel them. I definitely feel them, but I don't think I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, I think I'm okay. But like for a minute, I was like, I felt so irresponsible and so stupid, like, This is something I take seriously, and I I accidentally did Mushrooms the day of a taping. And and I'm not even a drug guy, so I don't know where you're at with drugs, but I didn't... I've still never smoked weed. I've never done cocaine. I've never been drunk. I've never smoked a cigarette.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Back up on all of those things. Yeah. You have gone on tour with all of these bands and just been like with Dave Navarro. And you've never smoked weed or got drunk?
0: Never in my life. What? Never once. Yeah. Why? Never. Why? Um, I grew up in a very alcoholic household, and ah, uh, that makes um, sense. From a very early age, I—I I don't know—I don't know if I just like knew I didn't want to be like that, or yeah. if I literally just never had any interest. Like, I've just never even been interested in.
1: No, that makes sense. I have uh, the friends that I know who have never partaken of anything. It's Mm -hmm. because they grew up in alcoholic households and they're like, I don't want to be anything like that.
0: Yeah. So that makes sense
1: to me. But I love that you leapfrogged over drinking and weed and then went straight to mushrooms.
0: Well, no, I I started, I had my first edible like three years ago. And um, so I never, I've still never smoked weed, but I, I do take edibles to this day, like multiple times a week. I enjoy that. And, like, took my first bit of mushrooms maybe in my whole life, maybe four or five months ago. (gasps) And uh, so I'm, like, I'm the kind of guy who, like, started drugs in his late 30s.
1: (laughs) Why? What precipitated you taking mushrooms four months ago? Was
0: it the pandemic? no, No, because, like, my life hasn't changed a ton since then. I think I was just, like, taking edibles. I've enjoyed them. And then mushrooms just always sounded fun. Like, I like... Mm. the idea of maybe seeing some shit or just being happy and goofy and laughing with my friends. And, uh, that's, that's what happened. Um, so yeah. So my
1: former roommate, my former roommate who I lived with just before I bought this house with Amy, um, it, he started doing like, he was tripping on acid at 13 And, like, does, like, more drugs than anybody I know. Like, he regularly will do ketamine. Like, he'll do a ketamine acid cocktail over the week, like, go on a weekend in the desert with some friends and just be, like, Mm K-hole cocktail. And he is one of the most grounded, um, like, emotionally balanced people that I know. Mm-hmm. And he credits that with having done psychedelics starting at a very young age. Interesting. And I totally am jealous of that because yeah. I'm one of the least emotionally balanced people <laughs> I know. Like, he's like, he doesn't take things personally. Mm-hmm. You know, he he has like this really tight knit group of guy friends that he's grown up with. And he's like, he's no problem saying I love you to these guys. And like, he's just you know, he's just really like um just yeah, just a really grounded like he has his head screwed on so straight. Mm-hmm. And I've always wondered, like, what's your secret? Like, how do you just stay so emotionally balanced? He's like fucking mushrooms and acid starting when I was 13. <laughs>
0: There might be something to it. And I'm like, you know, damn. You know, there there's then we all know the people yeah. that went the other way where they started doing it in high school and like fucked themselves up. You yeah. know, like um, and those are sad, but I do know that like mushrooms are starting to be used for people to like treat PTSD. Yeah, and, you know, totally. On, on the last show I had before this one, um, we used to have Dr. Drew on quite a bit, and we talked a lot about mushrooms, and he was like, riveted by the idea of, of really studying mushrooms to treat, um, veterans or rape survivors or kids that were molested or anyone who has any kind of PTSD, microdosing mushrooms can be very helpful. Yeah. So there's something to it, you know?
1: Yeah. And they're also even talking about MDMA, MDMA, like ecstasy, you know, there, 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 um, there's studies with veterans and PTSD and MDMA. So I definitely think there's something to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I wish I was more open to that stuff. I took mushrooms once in college, and I tripped like so. I don't know. It was I didn't like that feeling of just being super out of control. Okay. But
0: have you? Are you? Are you? uh, Are you a weed person? Have you done acid? Have you done any of that kind of stuff? Yeah,
1: I've never done acid. Acid scares me because I do know people who have had horrible trips. Um and like people who have had horrible trips that really fuck them up for a couple of years. Yeah, I would so that, that really scares the shit out of me. So I don't want to do acid. I'm totally open to doing mushrooms. I did I did I tripped on mushrooms very hard one time in college and I think that scared me a little bit. Um weed is like no big. Like I take edibles every single night to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So how much do you that's take? not a big deal? Um I get these special gummies that are specifically for sleep. Uh-huh. And it's um I actually have, I have no idea what the dosage is, but it's, it's a combination of THC, CBD and melatonin. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it works
0: and I sleep good. That's what I like edibles for most is the sleep stuff. I only take them late at night and I only take them to like help me sleep. And, uh, it's been good. It's been good because sleep has uh, eluded me my entire life.
1: Same. I'm not a great sleeper and the only thing before I discovered like edibles to go to sleep, the only thing that would not have an adverse reaction to help me fall asleep were um, was half a Xanax. Oh, yeah, will do It's <laughs> yeah. hard to come by. Yeah. I mean, the half a Xanax is the best sleep for me, but it's hard to come by because doctors don't want to prescribe it because they think... Like, I literally said to my... I have a doctor friend, and I was like, I don't know why my doctor is so reticent to give me more than, like, six pills of Xanax at a time. Is is she worried that I'm going to be, like, giving blowjobs in an alley? And my doctor friend was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she is. She is. Just no <laughs> she's, joke. She's worried that you're going to go down some opioid hole and be blowing dudes in an alley in six months. Yeah. I'm like, oh,
0: okay. it's It's not... I mean... There's worse ways to spend your time. (laughs) (laughs) Really, if you break it down, it could be a lot worse. Um, That's something like I have dabbled with pills throughout my life. I've never had a problem. But like, you know, once or twice a year, I'll take an Ambien or a Xanax or something. And Mm -hmm. I love that feeling. But addiction is so deep in my family on both sides that I've always been very, very careful. Except one time, and I'll tell you this story. I think I've told it before in here, but it's a good story. I, uh, I was probably 20, 21 or 22 And um, <clears throat> Was living in a friend's Like spare room And uh, I took Three Xanax one night which is uh, Way oh, too much to take That's a lot of
1: Xanax Yeah
0: I took three As my friends were coming to pick me up To go out to eat And um, they picked me up And by the time they picked me up I was like Out no. of it and we went to swingers the old diner that used to be super popular in la that just closed down due to covid did they just close down yeah they died oh
1: no they had such, had such good pancakes
0: swingers the 101 cafe are both gone now which sucks
1: oh damn
0: so we're at swingers and i'm with two or three of my friends and uh I ordered an open face Turkey sandwich. And at the time I was very, very poor. I was living on $60 a week, working the door, working the door at some like rock club and like just staying with friends on their couches. I was playing in a band and doing the whole like poor, poor band guy thing. So I ordered this open face Turkey sandwich and they're like, are you sure you have enough money to pay for it? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. So the, the food comes and I keep my hands in my lap And I eat the whole thing by putting my face in the plate and slurping up my entire meal. No. Yeah. So I slurped it up. And when the bill came, I gave them all the money that I had to pay for it, which was $1. (laughs) And I excused myself from the table and I walked around the restaurant tapping random people on the shoulder and telling them racist jokes. Strangers.
2: Like, Hey,
0: what'd the black guy say to the, and like, my friends were like, "Dude, stop! Get over here! Stop it! You can't do that!" No. Oh yeah, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. So the last thing I remember was being thrown into the back seat of some random car. I don't know what the car was, and um, and then everything kind of just went black. <gasps> I woke up. I woke up the next day, and I live. I was living in uh, in Hollywood somewhere, in like the Hollywood Hills area, in a friend's in a friend's place but I woke up and I could hear and smell the ocean. I was on a couch (gasps) and I'm like, I am nowhere near where I live (laughs) and I'm looking around and I don't, I've never been to this place before. I don't know who's home. This what? And at that moment, I'm trying to get my bearings and this flamingly gay gentleman walks out of a bedroom and says, good morning, Dan. How are you? Do you want some breakfast? And at that moment, I knew that I knew that I'd fucked him. I knew it. I was like, "Oh my god. I fucked a dude last night. How did this happen? Why why I'm not I'm not homophobic in any way, but I am no part of me is gay. I, I I'm not interested, but I was just like Well, oh, your dick no. was, your dick or but, your ass was
1: gay that night. One
0: of them was interested. <laughs> and I just knew in my heart. I knew in my heart that I got high on Xanax and fucked a dude. So much. I'm sitting on this couch trying to like come to terms with my my new secret.
1: Your newfound gayness. Yeah.
0: And I'm like, (laughs) I'm going through my head and I'm thinking, like, do I tell my friends? Because this is really funny, or do I keep it as my deep dark secret? And then I'm thinking, like, if my dad found out, he would he would never speak to me again. (laughs) Like I have one of those dads. So I'm like kind of dealing with a little bit of shame and just confusion. And I'm trying to like mentally. Feel my asshole to see if it feels like it hurts if it's been penetrated and i i think it's okay so i'm like i don't know where to go i don't have a car i don't know what to do and at that moment two of my other friends walk out of another of a spare bedroom and in a matter of a couple minutes i figure out that like i'm at her apartment that's just her roommate nothing happened i came back from the place and fell asleep on the couch and nothing happened but for Maybe 15 minutes. I thought I was accidentally gay for a while. Whoa!
1: <laughs> Great story. Thank you. And Thank I you. never
0: did Xanax again. No, and that is why people don't <laughs> because take I ought three to keep Xanax. the
1: of my asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was free uh, Xanax is like I take half a Xanax and I am fucking out. Yeah, like it's strong. Xanax is strong, but there's, three Xanax. Now, did your anymore. friends know that? Did your friends know that you were on Xanax?
0: Yo, yeah, yes.
1: Or were they just like, "Why is Dan acting so fucking weird?"
0: So the the friends I went to the restaurant with were just like fed up with me and didn't want to take me back to where I lived. So <gasps> another friend of ours was either there or they called her and they threw me in the backseat of her Mustang. And I had never been to her apartment before, so when I woke up, it was her apartment, but I had no idea. So I I just thought I was I was gay for just a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You you know how it feels. You've been there. We've all been there.
1: I mean, you know. So wow, that's crazy. It's so crazy. Like it's so crazy. You know, this whole discussion of like consent and stuff, and I'm like, how many times have we all fucked when we were just bla- like blazed and we had no idea what was happening. I used to do a joke about this on stage where I'd be like, I'm wasted and suddenly I'm like, oh, there's a dick in me. Whoa. <laughs> how did that happen? Hello, I'm Helen.
0: How many, t- <laughs> how many times do you think that you've done that before? How many times do you think you've had like a, like a drunken or um, questionable hookup? Oh, uh, uh, at least a dozen. <sighs>
1: I mean, oh, yeah. Okay. Good for you. Yeah. Fuck at least yeah. a dozen, like where you're like just drunk and you, you know, you're at a party or you're at a bar or something. Like, yeah. Just at least a dozen. I'm yeah. in my whole 20s, probably.
0: <laughs> maybe I, maybe I should have drank more. I could have gotten laid more. <laughs> maybe that's my, that was my, that was my, yeah.
1: Problem. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, yeah I, I feel like I don't know what's, got, what's happening like these days with these younger kids like how they're doing it like they're gro- they've grown up in the age of me too and consent and stuff but like man in our 20s we were just like just fucking just randomly yeah. fucking
0: yeah I, I that's one thing <laughs> I, I'm, I moved here when I was 19 and I didn't have a girlfriend until I was 23 and I never hooked up with anybody my first four years in LA no I didn't take advantage of it. Even though all. you were in a band? Yep.
1: Dan, you could have gotten so much groupie pussy.
0: I know. Well, I mean, my my bands I was in didn't have groupies, but I could have done well, you know? Yeah. I, just, I never took advantage of uh, these amazing looks or this amazing sense of humor or all yeah. the other talent. The numerous talents I have, I never uh, used to get girls, but... And I've never, I've never toured single, so it just I've never had that opportunity. But damn,
1: if I could do, if, if I could live my whole life over again, that would be the one thing I would change. Is I would just fuck way more. Yeah, because I was just like, I was just caught. You know, you get it. Especially as a girl, you get in your head like, I don't want to be a slut or seen as a slut or thought of as a slut or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I have like these very conservative immigrant parents, and like they're in your mind, like, like all these things, and like. I just, I should have fucked. I should have fucked everybody. I just should have fucked everybody.
0: You should have. You still can. I mean, you're you're a single you're a single fuck. woman. I um, can't
1: believe like I. The other thing, and I know this happens to a lot of women and girls. If you're listening, get this fu- out of your fucking head. Is we all think we're too fat or too. Oh, we're like we, we're, we're all not. like uh, girls or women are just you know we're brainwashed by society to be like you're supposed mm-hmm. to look a certain way your tits are supposed, are supposed to be a certain way you're at whatever your ass is supposed to be a certain way and it's like I look at pictures of myself and I'm like I should have fucked everybody like I, then especially then when I was like smoking hot and I thought <laughs> you know when I was 27 and I thought I was fat And I'm like, what was I talking about? I weighed 106 pounds. Like, what was I thinking?
0: Yeah, you're you're totally right. And what we wouldn't give to go back to our 20s when, you know, when we were so hard on ourselves and we would kill to go back and live live those years again. So if you're, if you're you're listening, yeah, lean into it. Please.
1: Yeah. Take advantage, because at some point it's just going to be like some. At some point you are going to get fat. (laughs) You are going to get old. But that now you're not. You're just not. Like I just I can't believe how much time spent. I thought like I would be hooking up with guys and I'd be like sucking it in because I thought I was fat. And meanwhile I was like literally at one point I was a hundred and six pounds oh my god yeah guys and even then i was like sucking in and ending like oh my god i'm so fat
0: if you're young please fuck on behalf of myself and helen because we did not do as much as we should have and um just do it and i like,
1: mean just just get out there
0: and all of just us fuck. i mean guys too guys are hard on themselves too as far as looks go but just remember that like you we all look at ourselves way worse than anyone else does yes you know so true and if 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 a girl if if a girl thinks she has a big ass like many of us love that or Mm -hmm. if a girl has small boobs there's guys that love small boobs Mm -hmm. so like it's just we gotta get we gotta get over that and like if you don't don't have the perfect lips or you have crow's feet just who gives a shit just Mm -mm. live your life
1: just get out there and fuck because that's, like, my one, my one regret is I wish I had just fucked my way through <laughs> my 20s. Like, I think about all the opportunities I had to fuck, and I'm like, I should have been fucking.
2: Enjoying the podcast? If you'd like to show support for Rareform, there are a couple of ways. Become a patron at patreon.com slash rareformradio. Make a one-time donation or choose from a few subscription levels paid monthly for extra benefits. Those extra benefits include bonus episodes not available to the public, exclusive live streams, more interactions with the gang, along with other special perks that will change over time. Choose your level of donation and know that your contributions go to keeping the show running and growing, paying crews behind the scenes, and just supporting independent artists. That's patreon.com rareformradio. You can also get Rareform merch by going to rareformradio.threadless.com. T-shirts, hoodies, mugs, all kinds of silly shit. We're constantly adding new things and limited time-only goodies. That's rareformradio.threadless.com. You can also help build the show by subscribing, leaving a review, and most importantly, leaving us a rating on iTunes and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lastly, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram by searching at Rareform Radio. Thanks for supporting independent entertainment.
0: Have you, have you ever been hit on by uh, a famous dude and you turned yes. him down because yes. you really, can you, yes. w- will you say who, or you will not say who? I will not say who. Will, you tell, will you tell me off the air?
1: Very famous. Okay. Someone that you definitely know who he is. Oh, and definitely was like, Hey, Helen, do you want to go back and smoke some weed? And I was like, Oh, <laughs> and now I'm like, just kicking myself because I should have fucked this guy. He's famous and not only famous, but hot. You fucked up like a handsome Hollywood A-lister wanted to up. have sex with me and I did not have sex with him. And now I'm like, oh, you idiot, you idiot.
0: An A-lister. Yes. Wow. I actually
1: I think I, an A-lister and, and a handsome, a handsome movie star. Like a really, like a, like a, yeah, like a fucking snack. Oh, <laughs> a snack. A goddamn snack. <laughs> Wanted to f- fuck me. And I should have totally. I think that's actually happened a couple of times. One time, um, I was at an event, and uh, this one I will say, because I, I have less of a I, connection. I, I think it's more of like vague. Okay. But um, what's the lead singer of Weezer? That guy? Oh,
0: oh uh, Rivers, Rivers Cuomo.
1: Yeah, I feel like he was kind of looking at me. I was really young then. I oh, he—he
0: like, he, he, by the way, he definitely was because he... He has an Asian he fetish. Loves Asian yes. women. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. I yeah. learned that afterwards. Um, and I was like, that makes sense. Because I, I felt like he was looking at me and he was like, hey. And I was like, hey. And I just kept walking because I was like nervous and we we just happened to be in an event together. We weren't like, it wasn't like, Helen, this is Rivers, and this is, right. you know, it wasn't like that. It was like we were in the same giant room with a bunch of other people. Um, but I felt like afterwards, I learned that he had an Asian fetish. I'm like, oh, I couldn't fuck that guy.
0: Yeah, I think he used to like import Japanese women, you know, every, <gasps> every couple of years, you know, like fly someone over. I mean, fully consensual. He wasn't doing anything weird, you know. Um <laughs> There's plenty of people doing weird stuff uh, lately that we can get into later on, but... um, Yes! But, uh, no, Rivers, as far as... I know a lot of people that know him well, it was all on the up and up, but he does love Asian women.
1: Yeah, and I was super young, so I was, like, super young and cute. Um, Yeah, I think I was 20. It was, like... Yeah, I think I was, like, 23 or 24 when that Mm -hmm. happened, but this other thing happened. uh, I was a little bit older, but this guy was, like, a a fucking Hollywood A-list, hot, hot movie star invited me back to smoke weed with him and I kind of was like ooh
0: where where did you meet where 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 did this take place?
1: I'm not gonna
0: I'm not gonna say anymore. Oh okay Okay, anymore. let, Let me ask one more question. Has he won or been nominated for an Oscar? Has he won or
1: been nominated for an Oscar? I feel like he must have. Okay. He's been in a lot of things. And I feel yeah. like
0: he must have. Yeah. Is he, yeah, is yeah, he, ta- yeah. Is he tall? No. Danny not, DeVito. Not. Danny <laughs> DeVito.
2: <laughs> oh, my
1: God. Wouldn't that be an amazing story? Jesus. Yeah.
0: If, if Danny DeVito wanted to fuck you, you would have to do it just to say that you did I would
1: it. have to do it just to be like, I fucked Danny DeVito and like, what a... Yeah.
0: And he's lovable. Danny- like, it'd be no- he would make love to you.
1: I have met him and he is... a a very kind soul like Mm -hmm. he is a lovely human yeah Yeah. so um, no it wasn't I was uh, But no I just I want to change the subject because I feel like we're dancing around the elephant in the room Dan Cleary which is that you have like you're like in Uh. the fucking news and we should talk about it I feel like we're just talking about bullshit and we should get into the nitty gritty of like this big ass news that's going on in
0: your life all right Okay, I'll I'll sum it up. So, most people that listen to the show know that I worked for Marilyn Manson starting in two thousand seven for about a year, and then left or, or you know just stopped working for him in two thousand eight, and then I, I went back to work for him as a personal assistant in twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen, and in September. Uh, of, of 2020 I saw that someone drew attention to some some girl who made a claim about you know Manson being really over the line creepy and abusive and something had happened to me that week with a family member and so my sensitivities to that kind of stuff were very very heightened and I saw this this girl. <clears throat> having the bravery to come forward and make a claim about someone as famous and powerful as he is. And I'm looking in the comments of her, of her post and it's all people calling her a liar and a cunt and a bitch and a gold digger and an attention whore and a star fucker. And it made me furious and I didn't think I didn't plan I didn't, I did like a stream of consciousness, Twitter thread about things that I had seen in all my years with Manson. And to sum it up in 2007 on my first, it was my first ever real world tour. Um, It was the Marilyn Manson, the rape of the world tour. And he was with Evan Rachel Wood at that time. That was his girlfriend. She was, I think she was 19 for that, for that tour. And uh, I didn't have a ton of access to Manson. then I didn't have a ton of access to Evan, but at the beginning of the tour, she was very sweet. Every day she would come to the stage for a sound check or the show. And her and I would exchange um, anchorman lines. Like anchorman had just come out. And so we sort <laughs> of bonded over anchorman and, and she was very kind. I did not know her well, like back then. Uh, Manson and his is his world was bits a bit secluded from the crew um but people like uh, people that worked on the tour that were closer to him would sort of let the rest of the crew kind of in on some secrets and talk about private stuff that was going on and I was very very new to touring then so all I knew was like okay just you know keep things to yourself and mind your business and do your job and in my in my Twitter thread from September. I I said that I I noticed that she changed a lot over the course of the year. And um, her demeanor changed. her, Her physical looks changed. She got skinnier. She got her whole like aura just became darker. And pairing that with what I heard was going on was like, okay, so there's weird shit going on and she's kind of being mistreated. And I didn't think of it for a long time. You know, I was, I was 27 and again, trying to mind my own business. And um, that's kind of, I mean, we're taught that in life, first of all, to like, kind of mind your business, don't get involved. Um, so I, I did and didn't think much of it. And then I started working for him as a personal assistant in 2014, 2015. And I saw firsthand the way he treated his then girlfriend and now wife. And I was there for it firsthand. I saw some physical abuse as far as like pushing and throwing things at her. And very a lot of like violent outbursts around her, breaking things and um, a lot of like mental, mental abuse and name calling and threats. And I'm his assistant. I don't, I don't know what to really do. Um, There were times when I was alone with her, when I would try to like sort of comfort her because there were times when Manson would, would tell her that he's going to kill her and cut her up and that I'm going to bury her in the desert, me. And so he would leave the room and I'd be like, I'm not, I'm not, you're going to be fine. I'm not going to do any of that. Let's get you out of here. Let's get you to a hotel. And I did all that shit. Now I didn't say anything for, you know, five years because again, there's this code in music of kind of mind your own business. And I regret it very much. I I regret, I mean, I spoke to his manager about it, but the manager seemed to know all that and didn't really care a lot. Everyone in the, in his world, everyone in his world knew what was up and no one seemed to, be concerned very much. So neither did I. And that's, that's on me. Um, I shouldn't, you know, take my lead from everybody else. I'm a grown man. I should be able to make my own decisions. And eventually I did. So I came forward in September just to support this girl that I, I didn't know, but the things that she claimed are exactly what I have seen him do with his girlfriend and Other people is all I'll say. So then, you know, last Sunday night, Evan Rachel Wood and I think three or four other women all came forward at the exact same moment and named him for the first time. Brian Warner is our abuser. This is what he did to us. And all of it, all of it is exactly stuff that I had seen or heard about. Um, So... This week has been—it's been, it's been a, a roller coaster. You know, I woke up Monday morning to missed voicemails from the New York Times, LA Times, People, Vanity Fair, Daily Beast, BBC, uh, Loudwire, uh, Rolling Stone, like uh, all these people. And it's been—it's uh, been a crazy week. It's been a very very crazy week. Um, I'm really, really proud of these girls for these women for standing up for themselves, uh, led by Evan. And the rest of them are just, um, it's powerful to watch. It's great to see people facing their abuser. Um, uh, the 97% of the feedback I've gotten has been positive and that's made me feel good. You know, there's been mothers that have reached out and Mm. said, you know, thank you uh, on behalf of, someone who has three daughters. Wow. You know, I appreciate it. And that's all great. <clears throat> but then there's also death threats. And then there's also people saying that, um, you know, I'm complicit because, you know, I saw the stuff happening and I didn't do anything and I'll accept that. You know, there's, there's, there's some truth in that. I was on the payroll. I was getting paid. Um, and the hard part, which is or one of the hard parts, is something I said in my tweets, is that Manson is not just all bad like he's a there's we both share a sense of humor um sometimes he's fun to be around, but he's also an addict, and I'm finding out more and more that he's just a bit of a monster, and there's more every day something new is coming out that is b- blowing my mind and making me sick as to how bad he he really could be so it's been a wild week (laughs) it's been a wild week but all worth it if it helps these women um it's inspiring to sit back and watch them you know kick some ass on behalf of each other and themselves and all these other women are coming forward and um you know it's been it's been crazy (laughs) well
1: i i I read your tweet thread that you posted back in September, and I was really struck by how honest it was and how not um, patronizing and not... Uh, you know, you, you, it was very vulnerable and you did share in that tweet thread that how conflicted you were because Marilyn Manson did show you kindness. You know, you knew him as a person, you saw him at his best. You saw him probably a little bit, maybe the tip of the iceberg of his worst, but you saw him at his best when he did a kindness for you and he employed you, um, and treated you fairly for the time that you were with him. And there is a code of silence, I'm sure in the music business, just like there is in stand up comedy
0: all entertainment and, entertainment yeah
1: and you know i i really appreciated that but also you know i will say it is so important to have male allies and you have shown yourself to be a male ally like the thing the with cosby you know we were talking before we started recording like you asked me if this stuff it you know the me too that stuff that's coming about stand up comics like we all knew about cosby we all knew Everybody in stand-up comedy knew that Cosby would like do these fucking crazy things like drug women and rape. I don't think we knew as we didn't know the extent of it. Like, obviously, we didn't know there were like 100 plus women. And this was a pattern of behavior that he would regularly drug women and rape them. Like, we didn't know. But we knew he was a creep. Um, And it took Hannibal Buress casual you know like it it. you know I think women have been saying it and women have been warning each other like we were warned about Louis C.K. all the women in stand-up comedy knew about Louis C.K. we had all been warned and um it was like a secret like silent club that we all belonged to it's like oh just don't don't get caught alone in the green room with him like they were all com- we all know about comics like don't get caught alone in the green room with him we would whisper But the fact that it took a male ally like Hannibal Burris and like yourself, that's unfortunately we live in a world where it's not taken seriously until a man says, no, this is legit. This is some legit shit. Like, why the fuck would it take Hannibal Burris casually calling, you know, mentioning it in his stand up act in front of an audience that that's what started the whole thing down when some of these women had been going after him for decades? These women had been saying for decades he drugged me and raped me and I know 20 other women that he's done this to and nobody took them seriously until some random male comic said it. Like, it's crazy that we live in that world but unfortunately we do. And it does take male allies to come out and say, no, this is, she's not making it up. This shit is legit. Um, I think because we do live in a world where it's like, oh, she's just a gold digger. She's a fucking liar. She wants to get a settlement. She's trying to get some money out of him. And it's like, It takes people like you and Evan Rachel Wood who has money. She don't need no, she's on fucking, she's the star of Westworld. Like she don't need no fucking money from Marilyn Manson. So, you know, it takes people like that to come out like, no, I'm not just a fucking gold digger. I'm not a lying bitch who's trying to get money out of this situation. Like this is a horrible thing that happened to me. And, you know, thank you for coming out and standing up and saying, no, these women aren't liars. Like I saw it firsthand.
0: Yeah. That's That's kind of it. Like my, my mom, my sister, my wife, who you know, have all been sexually assaulted, all of them, and the majority of my female friends have have been assaulted, and it's if i when I really sit with it, it's heartbreaking, like it mm. fucking kills me. Um, I asked my mom if I could talk about this stuff publicly, and she said yes, so like my mom so <clears throat> the thing that set me off before I went on my you know my stream of consciousness tweet thread is my mother my fucking mother told me that when she lost her virginity it was a rape and it just she was 14 and and she was with a guy who was a little bit older and they were at a drive-in and it like oh it's gonna make me cry now but like it's just it's so uh infuriating that it's so common well so common and it's probably more common than we even realize and it's like it's common with the with the people that speak out against it and i can't even imagine the people that don't speak out because they either have been convinced it's their fault or they're embarrassed uh the shame the embarrassment the fear of no one believing them that's the thing that drives me nuts is i i don't understand the angle of uh, you know, why do they wait so long? What are they trying to get out of this? Well, they're not trying to get anything. They're trying to free themselves. They're trying to have someone else have some fucking accountability for something. And um, that's that's the hard thing. And uh, it's got to change. And I may have fucked my music career a bit. Um, so some of the most important responses I've got is from my peers peers in the music industry like i've i've had um some pretty well-known like band band guys and band members reach out and give support tour managers and fellow guitar techs and other crew those are the people that make me feel best is because you know they all understand the situation and the difficulty of speaking out against someone who Mm -hmm. is Powerful and famous, and someone who I was a fan of. Like I, mm. I'm, I'm a Marilyn Manson fan, or I was a Marilyn Manson fan. I grew up as a fan, and uh, the the stuff online, people telling me that you know, there's, there's been a few messages of people saying like, after all he's done for you, and this is how you repay him. It's like, well, just because someone does nice things doesn't mean you protect them to the grave. Um, people saying that I'm 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 doing this for money. And I would love to know where when this money is coming. (laughs) Um, people saying that Evan is paying me to say this, like, fuck off. Fuck you. Like anyone who thinks there's some kind of I have nothing to gain except for a little bit more respect in myself Mm. and uh the satisfaction of supporting fellow human beings. That's what I'm getting from this. I'm not financially gaining anything. I've been accused of. Of, once one fucking asshole uh, has been saying that I'm doing this to, to pump up my podcast. It's like, what? What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> all these people that, that think there's some kind of other angle, you guys can all go fuck yourselves. Um, mm. But then also, I want to say, if there's any Manson fans listening that don't believe this, I also understand that. You're a fan of someone and you don't want them to be evil. You don't want your heroes to be pieces of shit. But the reality is sometimes they are. And if you can find a way to separate the person from the art, great. If you can't, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. You know, I, the, you, you mention Louis C.K. And he's, you know, one of my favorite comedians. He's of one of my time. favorite
1: comedians. He's one of my favorite comedians, even when we had been warned about him.
0: Right. Right. Like
1: we had all heard the stories about him. We we you know we heard this. Like I thought it was a. I thought it was um when the when the when the details of the story came out about him like um inviting these this f- musical female duo to his hotel room. I thought it was someone that I. I thought it was a couple of girls that I knew that that's another musical duo. I was like, oh, it must be those girls. Okay. So we kind of knew. We kind of knew. We had heard the story. You know, it's like the telephone game. Right. You like hear the stories. It turns out it wasn't them, the girls that I was thinking about, but um, but we all had heard, heard the story. So it was common knowledge that Louis C.K. like whips his dick out in front of like female comics. Like it's just the thing that he does. And it's crazy how we just, you know, especially in stand up comedy, like we just accept that that's normal. Like when it's like, oh my God, in any other workplace, you would have a massive lawsuit on your hands. If a if a colleague, not only a colleague, but like he's the headliner, obviously, and you're opening for him, right? And he's gonna whip his dick out in front of you. That's your kind of your direct supervisor, or or someone that's higher up on the food chain with than you at an, at this. I mean, you he's, know, organization.
0: he's the CEO of his own business, you know, basically. And
1: for him to whip his dick out, like, are you crazy? Like, that's you would have such a huge lawsuit. But in entertainment, it's like. it's just, it's. there's a whole another set of rules that apply in entertainment. That's why it was hard for you. Like, you have this code of silence amongst the crew, you know, crew guys to, like, just not, you know, everybody's into shit and you just don't say anything. Or, like, female comics. It's like, we all...
0: Go ahead, please. Go ahead. Okay, so, like, there's plenty of shit that I won't talk about. Like, if there's, you know, when you're on tour, people are gonna... Have affairs sometimes. People are gonna get do drugs that don't do drugs when they're at home. One hundred percent. I'm I'm honestly like I don't approve of that shit, but I'm not gonna talk about it. I'm not gonna talk about shit that doesn't. You know what I'm trying to say, like uh,
1: absolutely. I, it's like I've, what we were talking about last last week with Army Hammer. Right. Like I I personally don't think that that should have come out because that like Agreed. you were saying it's like yeah. kink shaming, right? That's his thing. He didn't force himself on you. You know, it's just, he's just into this weird kink. And like, you just outed him for, for, you know, for floating this kink past you. And if you really didn't like it, you should have been like, sorry, I'm not into it. Bye. Block. Right. Right. You know what I mean? She had that option to be like, this is, it's a little too weird for me. I'm sorry. Be well. Block. Right. That's what she should have done instead of outing him. Um, But... But this, the Marilyn Manson thing is a whole nother. I mean, it's like if he's if he's pushing you and throwing things at you and screaming at you and being like, I'm going to kill you and chop up your body and bury you in the desert. Yeah. No, that's not that's not a kink.
0: That's no, like, no, it's abuse. Some, I mean, that was, it was abuse. real abuse. I mean, and this this his girlfriend was uh, was terrorized and, you know. She's done her own shitty things, too. I mean, she's... To this day, I'm hearing more that she's getting involved and in trying to fuck people's reputations up and everything, but still, she doesn't deserve to have that done to her. Nobody does. I don't know what should happen to, to Manson and the like, but, like, I just want these women to know that they're telling the truth. I believe them. I've seen it. And people should stop shitting on them. Um, and I I, I also, just can't
1: believe... I just can't believe, like, the thing that really enrages me, and I'm so glad this is what prompted you to take this action, is these women being called liars and gold diggers. I mean, over 100 women came out about Cosby. Over 100 women came out about Cosby. Yeah, And if you think... That we're all like in some weird conspiracy that a hundred bitches got together and was like, hey, I have this story. Why don't I why don't I make it like your story? You're out of your fucking mind. You're crazy. If you think a we're that organized, yep. <laughs> we're not that organized that we can get a hundred random bitches together and be like, right. all right, we all got the same story. Right.
0: Right. No, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's
1: not gonna happen.
0: Right. It's Some, not
1: going to happen. You cannot need, find a hundred women to make up a rape story. about We, need, we anybody. need to start
0: using common sense. And if five, 10, 15, 100 people come forward with the same story, maybe believe it. When, when like, maybe fucking, what, what's, what's more likely that a hundred women are going to come out to possibly ruin their own reputations for no money? Or what's more likely that a really which uh, Rich celebrated a seemingly innocent comedian would take advantage of his power and drunk women. I mean, you know, it's one of them makes uh-huh. the most sense. Um, so it's, and while I have everyone's uh-huh. ear, uh-huh. I also want to say that in my career, I've also been incredibly fortunate to work for Jane's Addiction for so many years. And I will say that all of those guys, when I'm talking about like band secrets and and that kind of shit, these guys are completely on the up and up and I owe them everything they're all commendable respectable people and I could not say a bad thing about anybody in that band or organization that's someone that's a whole business that does it right and I just want I just wanted to say that for a minute just because it it matters to me to talk about people of that course. do it right you know um I want to go back to the Louis CK thing for a second if I could Um, because there's there's the public story but you being a comedian you have more insight than you know what the news might say so i mean we just got i just want to say like what i understand is that he would ask permission to take his dick out and jerk off is that true or would he just take it out and start jerking off in front of girls
1: I mean, we had heard, like, when I was a young comic coming up in New York, I had heard uh, both versions. I had heard that he just pulls his dick out. I mean, I didn't really, like, get all the details. And, again, it's a little bit like the telephone game. It's like, you know someone who knows someone who knows someone who, pull, you know, he pulled his stick out in front of. Um, but the fact that it was floating around enough for us for, to, to be warned, like, oh, you got to watch out for right. that guy you know right. you just just don't just watch yourself if you're alone in a green room with him he might pull his stick out um so weird and you know and it's like i mean it's such a gray area like this thing that's going on with um uh oh my god why am i blanking on his name not brian callen brian callen delia
0: delia i, I know, wanted to ask i wanted to ask about and him too. like
1: the fact that, like, Whitney Cummings was like, oh, yeah, he totally whipped his dick out on me. <laughs> okay, like, okay. And it's like, that's the thing. is it, If it's something like that, like, some women are going to be offended and some women aren't. Mm-hmm. You know, some women are going to be like, yeah, he whipped his dick out. It was ridiculous. I laughed and I left.
0: Like, Sarah, Sarah, the, Silverman, like that. Sarah Silverman said that, like, uh, Louis jerked off in front of her, and she thought it was great. Like she was yeah. like, "Yeah, I watched. It was enjoyable." That's,
1: that's the thing. It's like it, that. It, our line is uh, our line that mm-hmm. makes us uncomfortable is different for everyone. So you're right, Sarah Silverman did say, "Yep, he whipped his dick out. He jerked off in front of me. I laughed. I thought it was funny, and I left." You know. So that's the line for her, but that's not everybody's line.
0: Yeah, you got to know your audience. Not everybody's lying. Like, if
1: you whipped out his stick in front of me and started checking off, I'd be like, "Uh, I think I might leave. I think I might take off."
0: Because you don't like bald guys. That's why.
1: Exactly. Right. I don't like redheads. Is really the difference. There you go. Redhead bald guys. Oh,
0: gross. Could it it be worse? Nope. Um, If you had dark hair,
1: sure, whip it out all you want. But red hair,
0: no. As a woman and as a as a fellow comedian, what did you think of Louis's acknowledgement and apology?
1: I thought it was good. I am glad that he owned up to it right away because again, every time this happens, it's like a, he said, she said, and how many Louis CK fans, if he had been like, Nope, never happened. How many Louis CK fans would have jumped down these girls throats and been like, you fucking lying bitches. See right. You're, you're gold digging liars. That's the thing. It's like, there's, there's so little to gain for a woman to come out, because if you've already come out publicly, there's no reason for these people to pay you.
0: Right, right. There's, there's no, no there's,
1: reason. There's no hush, there's no hush money. Right. It's like, it might be a story if you if you were like, if you sent Louie a text and was like, if you don't pay me a hundred grand, I'm gonna come out with this story that you jerked off in front of me. Yep. Then there's a story. But if you're hearing about it, there's no fucking money to be made. Right. Sorry, people. But if it's in the news already, nobody's paying nobody. So get that out of your fucking head.
0: It's funny that you mentioned 100 grand because in 2007, maybe it was 2000, beginning 2008, whatever it was, I did a show with Manson in South Korea. And during the show, he was walking behind me where I was working and just punched me in the back of the head (gasps) as hard as he could. And I was wearing like a hat just like this. My hat flew off and I almost fell off the stool I was sitting on. And I thought, I thought a light fell from the rafter. I thought something fell on my head, like from the, from the, um, from the rigging up, up on top of the stage. And I turn around and I see Manson giggling and walking around behind me. <gasps> and I, I look at his, uh, his like, assistant who's always on stage with us. And I was like, I, took, I, took, I had these earbuds in. I was like, did he just fucking punch me? And he was like, he, yeah, he did. So, what? so I, it took me a second. I'm like, fuck, no, this is the middle of the show. I took my earplugs out. I went out in the middle of the stage where he was standing. I'm like, did you just fucking punch me? This is mid song. I was like, if you ever fucking touch me again, I'm going <gasps> to fucking kill you. Don't this you is in hit-. front
1: of the audience. Oh this yeah. This is in front of the audience. Oh yeah.
0: This is at a festival <gasps> in Korea and I'm yelling at him in the middle of the stage. I'm like, don't you ever fucking hit me again. But he was so high and so drunk. He didn't even, I don't think he even knew what he did. So, you know, a week or two passed and um, I didn't get a phone call from his manager. No one called me to like acknowledge or apologize or anything. So I ended up calling the manager and uh, I was like, hey, do you know that your boy like punched me in the head? He goes, yeah, I heard about that. I was like, oh, were you going to acknowledge it or like call me or apology or anything he goes no but like what do you want I was like what do you mean what do I want I just what do you mean he goes I mean do you want like an extra paycheck do you like what do you what will make it okay I'm like I'm not looking for money I'm just I was just looking for just a a smidge of accountability an apology would be plenty I'm not looking for to like pay me off and then you know a a lawyer I was talking I was at a party actually and there was a lawyer there and the lawyer heard that story and he goes Oh man, do you want a hundred thousand? I'll get you a hundred thousand dollars in a week. If you want it from him, like he can't do that. This would be an easy slam dunk hundred grand in your pocket. And I said, no, I was like, "I I don't, I'm not looking for money. I'm not looking to capitalize on this. Wow. I'm not, that's not who I am. So again, when all you trolling retards are out there telling me that I'm doing this for money, I had an opportunity to get money when I needed it a lot more and I didn't take it. So Wow. Relax. Relax with that bullshit. That's <laughs> not what's going on over here. And wow. it's, and, and now I, I know who these girls are that are coming forward. And they're not doing it for that either. No one is getting money for um for the berating they're getting right now from some people. I mean, for I mean, mostly they're being commended. These these women are are, are being held up as they should, they're being supported, you know by the vast majority as they should but there's still the people out there being like i need proof i'm like well what's what you want more proof than a bunch of women having the same story like but there's more proof coming believe me i mean the proof you're looking for is on its way but like we gotta we gotta stop i also understand the innocent of proven guilty that's a real thing i understand that but don't just start calling these people liars like let things play out but so yeah,
2: this is. A... I
1: just, I just can't believe. I can't believe the automatic, the knee-jerk reaction is always automatically to be like they're lying. Right. That's always the automatic reaction. They're lying. They're, it's lying. they're liars. It, it's
0: easier to say that than it is to do some kind of soul searching to be okay. Could I see this happening? What What do they have to gain? Why would they do this? Uh, could he possibly do this? And remember. I don't care how big of a fan you are of anybody. You have no idea what they're like at home. You have no idea what they're like when the cameras aren't rolling or when they're not on stage. Um, You know, we we don't know what our best friends are like behind closed doors. So like, let's not pretend because you saw Manson play in 95, (laughs) that he wouldn't rape someone or beat someone in 2009. Like it's, it's gotta stop. We gotta stop.
1: It's so true. It's so true. And like, yeah, it's it's, I I think people get caught up in the love of the art. And I and I'm so glad like it is it is it is a hard thing to do to separate the art from the artist. Was the Cosby Cosby show a great show? Yes. Was Cosby a great comedian? Yes. Yes. Is Louis C.K. a great comedian? He's my favorite. He's my (laughs) absolute favorite. Yeah. Would I put it past him to pull his dick out in front of me? Nope. Right. We were all warned. All the girls I know in stand up knew about both that story things, before it came both out. Both things
0: can be true. Both things exactly. can be true. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know. I know a
1: comedian who, I know, I mean, I know a handful of comedians who their thing is like, I'm squeaky clean. I'm like the family friendly guy. And I know they're, I I know girls that they have fucked behind their <laughs> wives' backs. Like I know that, like I know for a fact. So like, give me a break. Like right. it's, it's, it's all an act. It's the, that's why they call it an act. It's right. an act.
0: Right. All of us. Listen, everyone who, if you have uh Instagram, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Twitter, if you have a podcast, you're trying to put a certain thing forward. Okay. Let's let's be real. Everyone, you you put forward all your best attributes. You keep all the bad stuff to yourself or whatever it is. Like we're we're all like I said, we're all putting our, our best self forward. You know, if you're comfortable, you let people in on some of your dark stuff, which is what we've done on our shows for for years. Is like, you have weird thoughts, talk about them. If you're if you're into like me, I'm into watching murder videos. I watch them all the time. It's weird, but I'll talk about it. But, uh, people want,
1: you've eaten human flesh.
0: I've congested, I've, I've ingested human meat, man meat, (laughs) and it was delicious. And I would do it again. Um, but yeah,
1: so you took three, you took three Xanax and you thought you almost fucked a dude.
0: I did. No, there there was, there was 15 straight minutes where I was sure of it. I was (laughs) sure of it. And uh, I recommend that night to anybody. It was a it was a good day. It was a good. Well, day.
1: thank you so much for sharing, and I'm glad we talked about it because it was the elephant in the room. We needed to get it out because I'm yeah. sure your fans. Like I even told you, I'm like nobody wants to hear me fucking talk. They yeah. want to hear you addressing this because this is such a big news item. Yeah. Um, but I will say, as a woman, and as a woman in entertainment, who's had to deal with a lot of sexism. Uh, thank you for being a male ally right. and you are a, a fucking hero to all of us out here who are like, of course we believe these women. Why the fuck would you think they're liars? Like get the fuck out of here. And you're, and, and it's it's sad, but it takes a man's voice sometimes to be like, no, it's they're legit. Like they're right. telling the truth.
0: Right. And thank you. Thank you for saying that. The one thing I have trouble with, it's, it's so weird to say, but like people have been saying this hero thing a lot this last week. I'm not a hero in any way. It's what people should do. You know, it's, it's what you should do. But I also, I did wait years and I have guilt about that. I feel bad about that. Um, I could have acted sooner, but also like, Oh, this is one thing. One other thing I want to touch on as to why I didn't say anything then. There's something that happens when you, when you're like exposed to abuse slowly, like it, it, it's not like I started working for Manson and day one, he's kicking someone's teeth in, you know what I mean? Like it's, mm. it, it builds like people, uh, they, they pull mm. back the curtain a little bit and you work for him for a year, anybody for a year. If, if you're friends with someone for a year, you slowly learn more and you see little pieces of, of their personality, good or bad or both. And I know working for him, it did happen slowly. And then it, it took me some reflection, a couple of years of reflection to even realize what I had encountered and what I'd witnessed. And then, um, and maybe it is part of this, the whole movement of, of, of women empowering each other, empowering themselves and coming forward. I'm all about it. I love it. Uh, and maybe it did take that for me to do some thinking about, Hmm, I have seen some weird shit mm. and maybe, It would be helpful for the women making claims and anybody out in society who has an issue to possibly come forward. And uh, someone will believe you, you know, if, if you've had a real trauma, please speak up. And from what I'm hearing from people now, standing up for yourself and naming your abuser, can be a freeing experience for yourself. You know, it's a it's a weight off your own shoulders. And I encourage anyone to do that. If you need help doing it, I'm sure there's groups and women's groups that can help you do that. Find whatever you need to do to free yourself. Because if you've been assaulted, if you've been abused, no matter what your circumstance was, no matter what you said, no matter what you were wearing, no matter if you were living with someone for five years or you just met that night, you don't deserve to be taken advantage of, and this goes for men too. If you're if you've been assaulted and you're a dude, same fucking thing. No one deserves it. Speak up for yourself. Find the help that you need, and uh, just just know that it's it's hard, but it's worth it, and it's the only way to to help fight this kind of stuff. So that's you my sleep PSA. Better. Yeah. Don't you sleep
1: better? Haven't you slept better since that happened?
0: I never sleep well, and uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, really, you're like,
1: I, I mean, I, that's why I take Xanax.
0: <laughs> I gotta say, like, it, it wasn't it wasn't that hard coming forward and saying stuff. And that might be because, you know, I've been doing radio and podcasts since 2009 and we've talked about everything like nothing's off limits. So maybe I have a extra comfort level of sharing intimate things in my life, but uh, it was kind of a no brainer. Like I said, thinking about my mom and my sister and my wife and tons of my friends and family it's just uh, if, if you sit and think about it, it's sickening and, it, and it, it breaks part of your heart every time you think about it. and uh, mm-hmm. I didn't really have a choice at that point. so no regrets. I have zero regrets, and That's great. Uh, the story is still developing. This is far from over. <sighs> um, I know that you know a bunch of my friends uh, who have worked for him, people are trying to hack into their phones and their computers and <gasps> Yeah, he's he's not a good dude. I, he used to do that all. He had spyware. He had spyware set up at his house. So anyone who signed on to his Wi Fi, he would have all your information. And, <gasps> what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hidden cameras in his house. And, uh, you know, he would have people over and try to get them, have famous people over and try to get them to, like, do drugs. And then he'd have it on film. And, <sighs> whoa. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. There's, there's, Stay tuned, everybody. There's a lot more coming that you don't know about from, what, from, what, from what I hear. So,
1: damn.
0: Um, all right, let's. Well,
1: I'm glad. I'm glad you. I'm glad you said. And it, well, the world has changed, and I'm glad that. I'm glad that the world is changing for the better
2: because of, I think
0: so. I yeah. think so. It, it's. It would be amazing to see if you could flip a switch, and now all of a sudden women were more physically powerful than men. If things would change, you know. Oh, yeah. Because that's all it is. I mean that that's where it has to have started from physical strength, right? Back yeah, in the day,
1: totally. And it's
0: just carried over into this uh, the man's oh, world. Oh, if I bullshit. was
1: stronger than if I was stronger than Michael Fassbender, I'd be fucking that dude tonight.
0: Oh, you'd be sucking his dick against his wheel all day, every day.
1: <laughs> Come here, you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sucking it again. There's nothing you can do about it. You're mine. <laughs> Well, I wish you all the, I wish you all the, by the like, way, he was predators. not, he
1: was not the A-lister that hit on me because I would have fucked that shit right
0: away. You would have followed through. You would have followed through. <laughs> well, Helen, uh, thank you very much. I think that this is a good episode and hopefully people got something out of it. Um, I think we have just one more week with you. I think.
1: Mm, yeah. It's flown by.
0: I know. I know. It's flown
1: by. It's really cool to get to know you because I've known you for years, but in a very, because you're my sister's friend in a, right. in a kind of a loose way, not really right. a tight way. Right. And now I feel like I, I, I know that you've, you're a man eater. Literally. <laughs> yeah. You were almost gay for 15 minutes. Uh-huh. So many things that I've learned about you.
0: And I, I know that you are, you know, you've worked with the Cohen brothers and you're a, a cock hungry woman who just mm. like wishes she took advantage of it as in, in, in her youth Mm. And you have a, have a house full of mice. And you have a pregnant sister who <laughs> didn't have sex to have this child. There's so yes. much stuff to learn. <laughs> have you seen the mouse since last week? No.
1: The mm. mouse is like, I don't know if she died. Mm. <laughs> or if she's in hiding. Or if she's left to greener pasture. I don't know. We haven't seen the mouse at all. And okay. we these traps are like, there's like tumbleweeds in the traps.
0: Oh, no. Okay, well. <sighs> Next week, I hope to have a better uh, mouse update from you. Okay.
1: Thank you for sharing your that's all that good stuff that you shared, and I and I appreciate you.
0: Thanks for thanks for letting me, and thanks for asking some good questions. And uh, I'm sure we'll we'll tackle it another time. Uh, please follow Helen uh, at Funny Helen Hong on Instagram.
1: Not and, that other uh, bitch
0: at Helen no, Hong. No, Don't f- follow. F- her. Fuck that one. Send her a message and tell her to give that account to Funny Helen Hong. <laughs> um, listen to her podcast Jobsalete um wait wait don't tell me and And go fact yourself go fact yourself yes and uh helen thank you very much um if anybody has any questions for helen hit us up on instagram um leave an audio message those are great or just text us and we'll ask some questions um we should try to do a bunch of questions next week those are fun i like oh that's great question fan question episodes so we'll be back next week helen thank you have a safe week and we will talk to everybody Soon. This is Lola, and I'm here to tell the world to stop being such pussies
2: and listen to Rare Forum Radio.